Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Michael Reed on LMFM. Well, it is National No Smoking Day, which always coincides with Ash Wednesday, a very important day in the Roman Catholic calendar. Earlier today, I spoke with the Auxiliary Bishop of Armagh, Michael Reuter, who had this Ash Wednesday message. Uh, well, in relation to today, today is Ash Wednesday. It's a very important day in the the life of the church is the beginning of the season of Lent, and the season of Lent is the season when we prepare uh, for the celebration of Easter, for the uh, death, the celebration of the uh, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And uh, it's always marked by uh, being a period of time of prayer, first and foremost. Um, we oftentimes look at Lent has been sort of a negative time, but actually it's a very uh, positive time. It's when we do a little bit more rather than do a little bit less. Uh, so uh, it's a time, first of all, of prayer and, and preparation for the central event in the Christian calendar, which, of course, uh, is Easter. So I'd encourage people uh, to, to pray a little bit more, perhaps uh, to attend a religious service maybe a little bit more often than they might do, uh, in the normal times. Uh, also, uh, the sacrament of confession is there as well, and, and there will be extra opportunity during the season of Lent to receive that sacrament as well, to receive the, the grace of, of God's forgiveness. Uh, so, so it actually is quite a positive time rather than a negative time when we think about giving up things, which is all important too. I think we have to try and distance ourselves a little bit from the sort of materialistic world in which we live in nowadays and just take a pause and a breather from that and, and to kind of uh, to, to see where our life is going and not get too caught up in the, in the worries and cares of, uh, of life and uh, the, the struggle, the constant struggle to have more and more all the time. So my message today to people was, would be to look at, at this season of Lent beginning today as a very positive time a uh, time that hopefully uh, they will um, be of benefit to them personally and to their families uh, and also to the community. We, mm. we need to, to, to pray so much nowadays for, uh, for our country, particularly at this time when we're still trying to put together a government and when we face a lot of, of, of challenges. Uh, 
and, uh, in our society. And a lot of challenges in our community and a lot of us trying to balance faith with how we live our lives uh, and how others live their lives and the threat uh, that they pose to ourselves and other people in the community. Uh, and you talk uh, about confession and sinning. Are, are all sins forgivable, including murder and attempted murder? All sins are, are, are forgivable, but there has to be repentance. There has to be an acknowledgement of the seriousness sometimes of, of what is done. And uh, that forgiveness may be dependent upon a person, for instance, in the case of, of, of murder, of a person actually um, bringing them, putting themselves forward, uh, giving themselves into the authorities, uh, accepting the punishment that comes uh, with that, because it's that's a very, very serious example. I mean, the vast, vast majority of people uh, would never be involved in something like that. But there's always, like, if somebody came to me uh, in, in the confessional, uh, confessing a sin as serious as that, you would do everything in your power to convince them uh, that they need to, to hand themselves over, that they need to, uh, to, to contact uh, the civil authorities, and uh, to accept whatever uh, punishment would be coming as a result yeah. of that. And uh, I suppose uh, there's been at least uh, three murders locally as part of uh, this ongoing gangland feud, as it has become known, uh, quite possibly five murders, if you include uh, Willie Mohan and his Latvian girlfriend, Anna, who are missing and presumed dead. And indeed, uh, Joe Mohan presumes that his son, Willie, has also been dismembered, just like Keane Mulready was. And there's been numerous attempts to take the lives of others. You've reached out in the past, Bishop Bruter, uh, to uh, these gangs and asked to discuss what is happening with them and to try and bring about a, a change. And you have heard from one of uh, the people involved in this dispute who says they see no way out. Well, that's what was reported in, in the newspapers. I have an intermediary in the Drogheda area who, is, uh, who knows these people, who, who is making uh, contact with them and has contact with them for other reasons. And uh, one of them did uh, mention to him that he, he would like to, uh, to speak to me. Uh, but unfortunately, due to various different reasons and the situation there at the moment, that wasn't able to happen. Uh, so he didn't actually speak to me uh, directly, but he spoke to the, the intermediary who, who tried to arrange uh, a meeting with him. But... Uh, because of the fear that's there at the moment, a lot of people involved have sort of gone to ground. So it is very difficult to make uh, contact at this time. But I'm still open to that. If, if, if someone wishes to, uh, to talk to me or to contact mm. me directly, uh, there is no problem with that whatsoever, and I'm willing to do so. And did this person explain to you, your contact uh, explain to you, uh, why it is uh, that uh, this uh, gang member would like to speak to you as a, a bishop? Well, he probably has heard that I have uh, offered to, to speak to people in a, you know, without, without judgment, without any prejudgment whatsoever. And uh, I think this person was frightened by what was happening and what was the situation in, in Drogheda at the moment and 
the possibility of uh, the same thing happening to him that happened uh, to the poor unfortunate Keen Mulready Woods. Uh, so he, he wanted, first of all, just to, to talk about his own personal situation and uh, to, to, to see could anything, anything possibly uh, be done to, to uh, ease the anxieties and the fears that he has and that others have in the area. As I understand it, uh, one of the gangs involved in this dispute uh, would consider themselves to be Roman Catholics uh, and uh, would consider themselves uh, to be regular mass goers uh, and would uh, uh, tend to the sacraments uh, whenever uh, they uh, occurred in their lives. Uh, but uh, when you talk about sins of this nature and how all of these sins are forgivable, you said uh, that a number of things have to happen in order to receive forgiveness. Uh, what message would you have to them, Bishop? Are, are, are they welcoming the Church as things stand while uh, this behaviour continues and uh, whilst this violence continues? Well, I don't like to, to make any personal judgment on an individual's faith or an individual's involvement with, with a particular Church. I think anyone who, who uh, contemplates uh, carrying out something as vicious as the attack on, on Keane Mulready Woods, I don't really think that, that, that faith is a major uh, issue for them or that they have any real deep or, or significant faith. Uh, there may be people in their families who do, and I think it's very important that we, we don't paint all their associates and all their relatives and all their friends uh, with the same brush. Uh, I, I think it's very important that we remain open to people uh, to remain as welcoming to people as possible and to give those people who may be associated with some of these gangs uh, the support they need. It has to be a very difficult time uh, for them as well. Not everyone. There's only a very, I think there's a very, very small uh, circle, inner circle, who are involved in these terrible crimes. Not everybody in their circle is. Mm. Uh, so I don't, think, I don't think we can be in any way judgmental about anybody or what their motivation may be. It's not unusual for church leaders to be asked questions uh, like this uh, when you think of uh, church leaders in Italy and questions that would be asked about members of the Mafia. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not unusual, but, you know, I, I, I think we just have to be careful yeah. about making individual judgments about anybody. Uh, apart from the violence and uh, the loss of life and the threat to life, uh, there's obviously uh, the profits that are made on the back of selling drugs to young people, destroying lives uh, to a large degree, if not ending those lives uh, because of overdoses and the like. Uh, for the people who are involved in this trade and the violence that comes on the back of it, uh, should they be going to Mass? Should they be receiving communion? Should uh, they be getting married in the church? Should they be christening their children in the church? Should they uh, hope to receive a Christian burial themselves? Well, I, I think you're, you're kind of pressing me there a little bit is, again to make a personal judgment on individuals. Uh, I, I honestly don't think a lot of the individuals who are involved in this inner circle have any interest in, in faith or religion or maybe any interest in what I would say anyway. Uh, so I'm not going to make individual judgments. I think it's up to everybody, and it's up to everyone in the in the quiet of their heart and the relationship with Jesus Christ uh, to, to to make those decisions. 
we as a church are a wounded church. We're there to, to help people. We're like, the, as Pope Francis says, uh, a field hospital uh, in the middle of a war. Uh, we're there to, to, to comfort people and to give them whatever help that they need, not to make judgments of people, not to say, you're a, you're a sinner, you're an extreme sinner, uh, you should be outside of the, of the, the church completely. Uh, we are there to help everybody. Uh, and uh, that's following in the model that, that, that Jesus had. Jesus um, sat down with sinners. He ate with sinners. He received huge um, criticism from the powers that be in his, in his country at that time. Uh, because he did that, because he mixed with people who were seen to be outcasts and on the margins of society. Uh, but we as a church, we've oftentimes, mm. I suppose, in the past, have set ourselves up a little bit, you know, as a morally righteous, uh, on a moral high horse to some degree. Uh, that, I think, has changed. Uh, we're a church of sinners uh, there to help those who have sinned and to bring them back into the fold. Uh, and... There's awful things happening in the heart of our community and uh, I suppose we're all acutely aware of what that means. Uh, but uh, have you anything to say, Bishop, to the relatives, friends, family, neighbours of those who are involved in all of this? If they believe uh, that somebody is known to them who is posing a risk to other people in uh, the community, is there a duty on them to act, do you think? Well, it, I think there is. I, I, I have to take into account the fear that may be there and the, the level of, of, of threat uh, that they may feel. But I think there is a duty on everybody who knows anything at all uh, to maybe, first of all, if they, if they don't feel that they can give information to the authorities to try and convince their, their family member or their neighbour or their friend or whatever uh, that this is uh, unacceptable, this behaviour and to try and to, 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 to talk them out of it in some way. But if that's not going to work, it's difficult for it to work perhaps, uh, you know, there has to be an onus on people to, to pass that information on to the, uh, to the civil authorities. Would you consider it a sin not to pass on that information, Bishop? Well, I, once again, you see, you're, you're asking me to make, to make a judgment. I think everyone has to, to make that judgment in their own lives, considering their, their own particular situation. With respect, I suppose, uh, I'm not asking you to make a judgment. I don't feel I am asking you to make a judgment. I hope that I'm not. Uh, and uh, I would hope uh, that you might be able to offer guidance uh, to people who would consider themselves to be members of the church, uh, but have information that they're not acting on. Yes, well, I, you know, I, I don't know what their own individual situations are and how much fear they have from perhaps their own life in that situation. Uh, but yes, the guidance is definitely, if there's any information uh, that can stop this, the scourge of, of drug abuse uh, or particularly um, uh, stop the, 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 the bloodshed, uh, yes, I think there is a very strong onus on people uh, to pass on if any information that they have. Um, but each person is in a different situation. Um, each person is judging their own situation, I suppose, and the level of, of fear and threat that may be there. So, you know, yes, definitely, I'm fully uh, back that call to, to, for people to come forward and to give information. 
but understanding as well uh, the difficulty of the of the situation that some people may find themselves in at the moment. Okay, Bishop Ruter, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Thank you very much, Michael. Thank you. The auxiliary bishop bishop of Armagh, Michael Ruter. Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.